Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. We're doing Christmas stories, and, and my assignment this morning is the three wise men. Well, actually, the Bible says wise men. It doesn't give you a number. If you will, please put uh, Matthew chapter 2 up. Had a little fun with this while I was doing my studies and, and uh, finding out some research and uh, shared it with my wife and, and my daughter in Florida. Uh, being wise and having wisdom. You know, I look around this room this morning and I see a congregation full of wise people, full of grace and power. And you say, Brother Tim, how do you know that? Because you're here. Wise people show up at the house of God. People with wisdom seek after Him. Amen? You say, Brother Tim, I don't feel very wise, and I don't feel full of grace. Wisdom calls those things that be not. Thank you, as though they were. Speak life. We, we were praying for this young man, and, and the sisters began to say, we speak life. Wisdom speaks life. Wisdom speaks wisdom. How about that? So here's what I found out. I, I, like I said, I had a little fun with this, and I want to share this with you. When it comes to the, to the wise men, how many were there? Well, the Bible doesn't really say. It just says wise men. There could have been three. Christian tradition says three because there were what? Three gifts? There could have been many more. But I choose to choose three. So why do you choose three, Tim? Because God likes three. I like three because God likes three. Listen to this. Three is God's modus operandi. I really didn't know what that word meant. I just liked the way it sounded. The way it come off my tongue, modus operandi, M.O. You hear that a lot on detective movies? It's his method of operation. It's how he works. You can identify God that way. So I choose three. Here's how I know God chooses three. Is it the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Three. He created man. Spirit, soul, and body. Throughout the Bible, we see threes that are prevalent. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I call them the founders of our faith. How about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Those guys knew how to take the heat, didn't they? Ah, thought I'd throw that in there. Peter, James, and John, the good news boys. And we have our own right here at Legacy. Jeff, excuse me, Brett, Jeff, and Cody. I call them the Legacy Three. Wise men all. I thought that was a little humorous. But the wise men were not camel jockeys, as we see the pictures. 
They were men of prominence, men of wealth. Kings sought after their counsel because they're also known as magi. Hope I pronounced that right. They were men of wisdom. That's how loud that got all of a sudden. Men of wisdom. We'll start chapter 2, verse 1. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, you know, I don't sound as good as Brother Scott over there. He has that Christmas voice. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men, astrologers from the east, came to Jerusalem asking. Now, there's one of my first points. What do you notice about these wise men? They were asking. Wise men seek knowledge. Did you hear me? Wise men seek knowledge. Scripture says, without knowledge, God's people does what? Good class. Good class. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. So when you gain knowledge, you gain wisdom. And when you gain wisdom, you gain... Under... Who said that? Good job. I got a really good class. We need them Wednesday night, don't we, honey? Good class. So these guys, number one, the mark of a wise person is they're constantly seeking knowledge. Knowledge of what? So glad you asked. God's ways of doing things. God's will. You find it where? In the Word. <laughs> these guys got it going on. Where is he? Uh, verse 2. Where is he? who has been born king of the Jews. For we have seen his star in the east at its rising and have come to worship him. They're seeking knowledge, but now they're seeking the knowledge giver, the wisdom giver. Where is he? I might come back to that later on. When Herod the king heard this, he was disturbed and troubled and the whole of Jerusalem with him. Wise people shake things up. I said, wise people shake things up. When you go into your job, or you go into to, uh, a place, a grocery store or wherever, you know because you're a child of God that you're carrying the wisdom... I'm, I'm speaking prophetically now. I know as a child of God who I am. I carry the wisdom and knowledge and understanding of God on me. Somebody said, no, it was my wife. I'll tell on her. We were talking about sermons and, and lessons to teach. And she said, the thing about you, Tim, is you're a walking sermon. Thank you. You're a walking sermon. Now I'm going to tell you, you're a walking sermon. 
given the opportunity, you'll take that wisdom and that, that knowledge that God has poured into you and allow you to do what with it? Pour it into someone else. You'll be able to see things before you see things. You are able to see things before you see things. That's called a sermon. I want to read you the definition of wise. I should have done that right off. Having, having or showing experience, knowledge, and good judgment. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking about me. A wise person has keen discernment, having the power of discerning and judging properly as to what is true and right. Look at your neighbor on the other side and say, he's definitely talking about me. Now, as I go through these scriptures this morning, you're going to see these guys have all of this, all these traits. When Herod the king heard this, he was disturbed and troubled, and the whole of Jerusalem with him. So he called together all the chief priests and learned men, scribes, that's his version of wise men, of the people, and anxiously asked them where the Christ was to be born. They replied to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, you are not in any way least or insignificant among the chief cities of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler, a leader, who will govern and shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod sent for the wise men, the astrologers, secretly and accurately to the last point ascertained from them the time of the appearing of the star. That is how long the star had made itself visible since its rising in the east. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, Go and search for the child carefully and diligently. And when you have found him, come bring word that I too may come and worship him. Now I want you to pay close attention to this next one because we were talking about discernment. Wise people have discernment. When they had listened, I'm going to stop right there for a moment. When they had listened, you know, if you ever been talking with someone, spending some time with somebody, or being in a group and, and, and someone's going on and on and on, and your discernment kicks in, and you all of a sudden, and you, you don't say it out loud, okay? You don't say it out loud, the person's full of crap. <laughs> That's discernment. Well, as you, if you look at this scripture here, these, these wise men, it says, and when they had listened to him, they went their way. It doesn't say that they said, yes, king, we'll do just that. We're going to follow your instructions. I'm, I'm hearing a little attitude there. When they, when they listened to him, you know, they heard what he said, but it didn't mean they were going to go along with it. They were discerning that he was a little slick. That maybe what he was saying was not exactly what he meant. That he had another agenda. Wise people have the ability to smell. 
And behold, the star which had been seen in the east in its rising went before them until it came and stood over the place where the young child was. Wise people have the ability to be led. Wise people have the ability to be led. They let themselves be led. They're teachable. They're teachable. These guys, you know, and it goes on to say, they saw the star and they were light, they were so exuberant, they were so excited. And it says the star went before them. It was leading them to the place that God wanted them to be. Even though they were wise men, even though they were prominent men, even though they were men of means, they allowed themselves to be led to the spot where God wanted them to be. Did you hear that? If you're feeling like you're not at the spot that you, that you want to be or you need to be, are you allowing yourself to be led? Are you allowing yourself to hear instruction? Whoa. Are you allowing yourself? That's what Solomon said. Seek instruction. Get wisdom. For wisdom is the principal thing. And in all you're getting, get I got an amen corner over here. And when they had listened to the king, they went their way, and behold, the star had, that had been seen in the east in its rising went before them until they came and stood over the place where the young child was. When they saw the star, they were thrilled with ecstatic joy. You know, most people that are full of wisdom are full of joy. Because they know who they are. Pastor was getting on that. When you know who you are, you're, you're very unlikely to be depressed. When you have the wisdom and knowledge of knowing who's on the inside of you, the greater one, you talk with authority, you talk with confidence, you talk with wisdom. Like that young gentleman that we prayed for a little bit ago. See, now he's going to go out of here saying, I got new kidneys. How do you know that? Because they laid hands on me, and the word says that believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's how I know I got new kidneys. Wise people prayed the prayer of faith over me and spoke healing over my body. I received it. Now I have it. I walk out now complete, whole, and well, nothing missing, nothing broken. And I will testify of his goodness in the land of the living. Jesus, I felt that one. And on the going into their house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasure bags, they presented to him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Wise people never go empty-handed. 
wise, say that's me, wise people, wise men, wise women never go empty-handed. They had something to give. Listen to this. Now, in my mind, I, 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 if you were standing outside my office window, you'd probably say, Ken has lost his mind. What's the name in there? He's giggling like a crazy man. In my mind, this picture came up. You know, these men are men of means. They were traveling, but they, they're not camel jockeys. They're riding some of the finest horses Arabia had. Now, behind them were beasts of burden, camels. Now, in my mind, when I see, it says, then they opened their treasure bags. Another version says, their treasure trove. Okay, I do not believe, and I've seen this before. You've seen some of you ladies carry your jewelry in a little string bag. Little string. You know, they did not walk in that room with a little cinch bag. So how do you know that, Tim? Because I, I serve a God who does exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I can ask or think or even dream. And he was sending provision to his only begotten son. Do you think for one minute he was going to be stingy? He was about to finance the move of his son to Egypt. He was going to finance their new home. He was going to finance their new camel with the shiny new hooves. Chrome's my favorite color. If I owned a camel, it would have chrome hooves. So when I saw this picture, how many of you have seen... Polar Express. Polar Express? You've seen when the sleigh comes out and the bag comes down? That poor camel. That's how I saw in my spirit what they brought to Jesus. Not just one each one of them at least had one camel, one beast of burden, carrying a bag. Now, when I say bag, I mean bag. So they come in and load, unloaded that treasure trove, financing Jesus' life for the next 33 years. That's how I saw it in my spirit. Gold. Because he was a king. Frankincense, because he was a god. And myrrh, signifying what death he should die. Extremely valuable goods. Leaving him very wealthy. Now, and receiving an answer. To their asking. Now listen. They're wise men. They're not dummies. They're, going, they're thinking now about going home. 
They're thinking now about their route back to where it was they came from. They've gotten instructions from Herod. You need to truck it on back by here and let me know what you found. But they were disturbed in their spirit. Do you know wise people determine and depend a lot on what's right here? Wise people dig on the inside and say, okay, God, that just didn't really sit good with me. So what, which way should we go? That's what it said, right? They got an answer to their asking. When wise men don't understand what's going on, they do what? They ask. And they get what? They get an answer. You're not getting any answers because you're not you're not receiving because you're not believing. You know, I wrote little notes on here as I was I've said this for years. When I pray, I, I found this in I believe it's Ephesians, but I kind of added my own little thing to it. Lord, I pray that I have eyes to see. I want to I know what it is I'm seeing. I want to see beyond what it is that, that my physical eyes are seeing. These guys had eyes to see. Lord, I pray that I have ears to hear. I want to hear. I was teaching at our uh, Monday morning class, and this came right out of my spirit. I want to hear past the static. Lord, fine-tune my ears so I can hear past the static of the world. Give me wisdom and make me wise beyond what I can comprehend in the natural. I want to know what it is I don't know. Wise men talk like that. Wise people talk like that. And I want a heart. This is the last one. This is, I want a heart to receive. I want a heart that, that's able to receive and give back. What it is you're pouring into me. And receiving an answer to their asking they were divinely instructed. Listen to that, Pastor. You ask, you got the answer, and then you're divinely instructed. Brother Tim, I ain't never been divinely instructed for nothing. First time I ever heard God say anything to me that my I felt like my audible ears heard it, it scared the bejesus out of me. But it came out of every pore in my body. I was 18 years old. And somebody, now when you're 18 years old and you're a brand new convert, your feelings are easily hurt. I was guilty. I was in my war room, my prayer closet. Actually, it was underneath a maple tree and neck high grass. But I was having a pity party with God. Don't do that. It won't turn out good. And I was telling him, like he didn't know, everything that had happened to me that day and how mean this person was to me. 
And I'm asking him, God, what am I going to do about that person? What, what are you, excuse me, what are you going to do about that person? That's what I was doing. Strike them dead. <laughs> Let the air out of their tires. Do something. And while I was laying there on my face, and guys, I was crying. There was snot all over my brand new Bible. When he spoke this to me, I dried up like a dry riverbank. First thing you need to do is shut up. And I, I'm like, that couldn't have been God. <laughs> Get behind me, Satan. So I laid there and I listened to him. He said, now you need to go and apologize to that person. What did I do? Doesn't matter. If, you've done, if they're mad at you or you think that, you're, that something has happened to you, I need to apologize to you. Dylan, obviously I must have upset you somehow or another. I know you well enough. You would have never said nothing like that to me. How easy was that? Then you've repaired the wise people know how to repair things. Amen? Wise people know how to repair things. Wise people take the first step. I think you missed that one. Wise people take the first step in healing relationships. I don't know where that came from. You get that one for free. So they departed to their own country a different way. Have you looked at the way you're traveling? Have you studied out? And I shared some things with Pastor before the service. Good friend of mine. Don't she can't they don't understand why. Their prayers aren't getting answered. They don't understand why things are such in turmoil. Why their lives are getting. But they're not examining the road they're traveling. If you look down the road and you see. Sign after sign after sign after sign after sign that is telling you, stop, turn around, stop, turn around, stop. Don't go that way. Wise people have discernment, right? These guys really realized that before they ever left the king's palace that something wasn't right, did they not? So rather than go back through there and have to deal with that and cause more issues, they decided to turn and go a different way. What's your road look like? The full potholes? Are you going through a brushy patch? Rumble briars? Locust thorns? Ouch. Now, picture in your mind where you want to be. Change direction. It's just that simple. Got some more for you. Wise men 
are not easily shaken. They take no thought. Now, this is Jesus' instruction. Take no thought for tomorrow. Now, what does that mean? Take no thought. Are you worrying about it? Are you worrying about tomorrow? Next week, next month? What can you do about it? Yesterday's, tomorrow may, thank you, may never come. You have no promise. Today is the day of salvation. Today is when you get your answer. Be anxious. Wise people are anxious for nothing. You ever been around somebody that nothing shakes them? Their roof could fall in and say, well, I was going to put in a skylight anyhow. Wise people. Wise men seek first the kingdom. They are kingdom-minded. What does that look like? Lord, how do you want me to do this? Lord, which direction you want me to go on this? Lord, what would you have me give? Kingdom-minded. Lord, do I need to go ask the pastor if he needs help with that? Why don't you just go ask him? <laughs> don't ask God if you don't want to hear the answer, okay? Wise men seek first the kingdom. They are kingdom-minded. Their treasure is not laid up here. It's stored up in kingdom accounts. What's the balance on... Oh, damn. What's your balance on your kingdom account? Pastor, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think I'll leave that one alone. They know earthly treasures are temporary and fleeting. Think about that for a moment. The thing you've been stressing out over. How, te how temporary is it? Kingdom treasures are eternal and everlasting. Kingdom treasures are eternal and everlasting. You're laying it up in God's account where He can multiply it and give it back to you exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think or even dream. Oh, no, I got in trouble with this one last week, so I'm going to read this one like this. Wise men are quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Yes, Lord. Wise men are quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. Quick to listen. Wise men are constantly doing what? Seeking knowledge. So to get knowledge, you have to slow to speak and slow to anger. Wise men are quick to repent. 
Me and Dylan, we just fixed this, didn't we, Dylan? Quick to make things right with God and his brothers. Wise mean protect their hearts. I'm going I'm to sit right here just for a second. Wise men protect their hearts. Scripture says to guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it comes the issues of life. How well guarded is your heart this morning? Is it surrounded with the Word of God? Because that's how you guard it. You take the Word of God and you, you build a fortress around your heart. And then it becomes impenetrable. Things that last year might have really upset you bounce off like... Doink. And then you chuckle at it. <laughs> nice try. We already touched on this one in, in the Scriptures, but wise men are quick to give. They never come empty-handed. Wise men are worshipers. We saw this in the first part of our text. They, they confessed. We want, we want to find Him so we can worship Him. These men came thousands of miles. Thousands of miles to worship. What do you think, Lord? In this society that we live in now, it's hard to get them to come across the street. Stop, Tim. <laughs> These men traveled thousands of miles to see the king of Jews. When they finally found him, they responded with great joy. They worshipped him and they gave gifts. They worshipped him for who he is and not what he could give them. Did you hear that? He worshipped They worshipped him before who he was, but not what he could give them. I guess my question for you today is who is he to you? Who is he for you this morning? What are you looking for? Pastor's about to do communion. Before, before we do that, I want to ask you, who is he to you this morning? Is he your Alpha and Omega? Is he your beginning and your end? Is he your first and your last? Is he your counselor, your mighty God, your Prince of Peace, your everlasting Father? All of these things is what they declared Jesus would be in the book of Isaiah when they said, Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. We're celebrating that this week in the next few days. But my question to you this morning as we approach the celebration of the birth of the Christ child, Jesus, the anointed one, the great I am, What is he to you? 
I guess the greatest question I could ask you at this very moment, and I'm going to ask every head bowed and every eye closed. I want you to search your heart. What is he to you this morning? Is he Lord? Have you stepped over and made that decision? Lord, I want to be wise enough to know a good decision when I hear it. The best decision I'll ever make. Lord, I know that over 2,000 years ago, you were born in a stable. They wrapped you in swaddling clothes and they laid you in a manger. That was a wonderful night. But that was just the beginning. 33 years later, 33 years later, on an old rugged cross, on a hill called Calvary. You, Lord, made a decision to lay down your life for me. Now this morning, you're giving me the opportunity to come before you receive you as Lord and Savior. I won't be unwise, Lord. I won't be stupid. Maybe you're sitting here under the sound of my voice this morning and you've never received Him as Lord. Guess what? Today is your day. This is your moment. If you've never done that and you'd like to, just ever so slightly, you can slip up your hand and say, I want to make that wise decision. Anybody in the house, maybe you're, maybe you've chosen Jesus as Lord. But maybe over time, these rough and rugged, rugged potholed roads that you've traveled has taken its toll on you. And your ears have become a little hard to hear. Your eyes have become a little dim. Maybe your heart has become a little closed. He's here to change all that this morning. If that sounds like you and you'd like to say, Lord, I'm, I'm coming home where I belong. Restore to me the gift of your Holy Spirit. Reignite that fire within me, God, that hunger and that desire that I had once upon a time. That sounds like you. Slip up that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. 
I see that hand. There used to be a song when I was a young man, and that, that's exactly what it said, it was coming home. Irregardless of what the enemy tries to tell you, irregardless of how far your, your little canoe might have slipped, you're not beyond his reach. I sense the power and the presence of the Holy Ghost right now. There are people under the sound of my voice that need exactly what I just said. You feel like you're caught in a riptide that's pulling you further and further away from shore. Well, he just threw you a lifeline. Take hold. He'll pull you in. One more time. If that sounds like you, Lord, here am I. Slip up that hand. Let him know. I see that hand. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, if you will, all across this congregation, pray with me. Lord Jesus, I've heard your call. I'm reaching out, and I'm grabbing that life preserver. Pull me in, Lord Jesus. I receive you now as Lord and Savior. Thank you for restoring me to the place my heart learns to be beside you forevermore. Father, I thank you for that blood. I thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you for coming into my life and doing something with it. With all glory, honor, and praise to you, Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at legacyfamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.